0: Away we go. Ah, so good. So good to come together and pray. So good to move out of time and space for a moment and into the unlimited, unprecedented flow of perfect love. Our awakening awareness is what we're grateful for. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, so grateful to recognize that there is a fullness to love that we are embracing. We're consciously choosing to experience healing at all levels. We are grateful and thankful to claim that our conversation is a healing dialogue. It's deeply nourishing to our spirit, and it's miraculously transforming to our life. We're so grateful and thankful to change our mind about anything we've been believing that's false, and we are grateful to let the past go. In gratitude, we come together with this clear purpose, and we share the benefits with all. In gratitude, we allow our healing to be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. All right. So um, something I'd like to share just briefly uh, because it I had posted, made a post on Facebook, and um, we talked about it in the Sacred Circle earlier today, and that is that, um, on Monday I felt a very intense energy that I, it's the kind of thing I, I feel it from time to time. I describe it as wiry. Um, but I don't know that that would mean anything to anybody else but me. It just, it doesn't feel, um, it, it, it feels, I also described it on Facebook as gnarly. Um, that it felt like there was uh, stress, uh, an agitated energy, it felt like things were difficult. Um, and I just wonder if uh, uh, any of you, and I felt it again on Tuesday, but it was about 50% and i still feel a certain edge um and i'm just wondering uh if if uh, anybody else felt this because i think it's worth talking about because uh i've spoken with people who for whom monday they had a meltdown you know it was a very difficult day for them um and a lot of times when these things happen i know i used to think it's just me but um look what happened to the stock market on Monday, right? It wasn't just me. And I didn't think, you know, I talked about it like in in Pilates. I guess it was on Monday. I said something like somebody feel weird energy today. People were kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about lady, but, um, (laughs) um, be- and I so I didn't really think to talk about it at all but this morning uh my spirit said post something on Facebook and let people know they're not the only ones and just see if other people felt it and I haven't gone back and read the comments although when it came up in Sacred Circle I said oh and look what happened to the stock market and I went back and I quickly posted that but I didn't read anybody's comments um but it just feels like to me it's worth our speaking about this for a little bit uh that so did, did anybody else feel, feel anything on Monday? okay, Sue, Carla, Rand, um do you want to just share Sue a little bit what what you felt, and I'll unmute you here. Okay. go ahead. Um,
1: my daughter called me in the morning. <clears throat>
0: And and there's a
1: lot going on in her life and with her family.
0: I to the community call, so, yeah, and praying for you all. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, and uh, as she was telling me the latest of this drama that's unfolding, I just felt my blood pressure, like, like it either went through the roof or it went way, way down. I'm not sure what happened, but... Mm-hmm i was trying to you know stay with her and um pray with her about it and um and and it was it was just so um i, I can't it's like the whole bottom dropped out somehow of her life and and um and i was really scared I was really afraid, and it took me a while to get through that. Um, but I did and um, <laughs> and yesterday um, it 's like a miracle happened, um, which <laughs> didn 't appear to be a miracle at all. Um, the well Tuesday night. Um, Child protection agency was on her front porch, wanting because well it's it's a whole long story um, that we don't need to go into but I think it's the very best thing that could possibly have happened because she's been trying to do it all alone and go alone and um, taking responsibility for everything that's happening and um, and she wasn't taking care of herself in that way. She wasn't, um, and now <laughs> the whole family is is going. It sounds like she's going to be going to counseling, and um, so she will have help now. Um, so that's. I'm really grateful for that, and and I. Yesterday, when we had a conversation about it, I told her, I said, I think this is the very best thing that could have happened. I said, your angels are just surrounding you uh, with all the help you need. And I had given her the prayer of faith by Emma Cohouse, I think it is. God is my help in every need. And, um, and she texted me back and she said, I just prayed this prayer with Tony, her friend, Tony. And, uh, and I said, your angels are working overtime. They know what you need. And just trust that. And, and that's, you know, what we prayed about was, we really don't know what's highest and best for everybody, but God does. And, um, that we're just going to trust that the highest and best will come forth. So, um, and I, you know, I really felt that I really felt that I could let it go because it was in the best of hands.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. Very challenging situation. Very, very challenging emotionally for you, of course, for your daughter, for everyone involved. Yeah.
1: But I think there's a light at the end of it. For sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel that too. I really do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think, I think you're very wise to realize that, um, this is the best thing for, uh, everyone that, uh, your daughter doesn't carry this alone. That other, uh, help is coming in and a recognition, it's not, uh, hidden and, um, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very serious. It's it needs to be um brought to the light. Yes. Brought to people's attention. So uh these are good steps and it's it's really wonderful that you recognize that. Yeah. And I'm sorry all of you are going through that. Thank you. Yeah. But I, I just
1: I really believe that the highest and best is going to come from it. Yeah. And in the meantime, Jerry's, um, you know, he he got really good reading. He did a full-body scan and a brain scan, and that was great. No new uh, tumors, and the ones that they worked on have shrunk way down. Um, so...
0: Yeah. That's good news too, yeah. Yeah. And that energy Monday was very intense because I was, uh, I felt for the first part of the day particularly, I felt, um, irritable. And I, I don't ever feel, I, I so rarely feel anything like that anymore. And it was definitely not related to anything, for sure. There was nothing for me to feel irritable about. You know, stuff happens all the time that I'm like, oh, I wish that wouldn't happen or whatever, you know. But I I don't even say I wish that wouldn't happen. It just is what it is. So I work with it. But my feelings about what the challenges that I had that particular day were, it, it just was didn't feel normal at all to me. And so I think uh, whatever was going on, uh, it was a day of really just, like, bringing stuff up and stirring stuff up to bring it to the light. I liked what you said this morning
1: about um, sometimes things, things are an opportunity to heal the whole planet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Any time we step out of that fear system uh, into the love system, everybody's getting healing. So. It's
0: true. True. True.
1: Yeah. And I was able to do that. I really was able to do that. So. And,
0: and that's what yeah. learned. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. -hmm. Yeah. Let's see, Rand, you also, you were raising your hand there. I
3: was indeed, yeah. I I was just thinking, you know, when you talked about wiry energy, that's what the the acupuncturist always tells me when she feels Mm. my pulses. Mm. And a wiry is a feeling of what they call wind from external coming in to evade your body that being a metaphorical disturbance so yeah we were having a planetary disturbance apparently affecting us all yeah uh, on that same level if you think about it in those terms the mm-hmm. Chinese always talk about the macrocosm affecting the microcosm mm-hmm. and we are that so from their from their cosmology I just thought that was kind of cool yeah on a more personal note on monday i think every circuit in my wife's body blew <laughs> every every circuit blew i think she quit her job and uh i think she quit masterful living she uh uh jumped out of uh, just everything and is planning to move to another city and sell her condo in the building. it's just sort of like every fuse in her body says "This is just time to go so um mm. yeah, yeah, since so that kind of energy felt so
0: yeah I, I can I can believe it because um yeah, I mean for me to have felt it so intensely yeah i I know other people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reached out to Christy to see if she'd like to talk.
3: Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, uh that's about it for me for the moment. Just All right. I felt that energy and uh I was with you. I definitely felt uh, you know that internal sensation of of discomfort and It wasn't coming up as anger, irritability for me. It was just this shakiness, Mm. which Mm -hmm. I attribute to fear instead of love. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and I just give up those sensations to the company of heaven whenever they come up. And it helps quiet them down considerably.
0: Yeah, it does. To
3: know that they're there. They're taking care of this. So that helps. Mm -hmm. So that's been my tool so far, and I do a lot of hono pono pono in regards to my uh, dearest spouse
0: yeah, good, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rand, Carla. Did you want to share something
2: I can unmute you?
4: Okay, I couldn't get it. Thank you. Uh, it's been kind of. I kind of still feel it, kind of. Um, so when things like that happen, I have a hard time not knowing it's where it's coming from. If it's energy, all the energy, or if it's you know mine. And I just um, so I focus on me. Mm-hmm. And what's going on and um and I know but that I'm gonna talk about my housemate, but it's really still me, so um she's gone through this what seems like her, but it's probably me is this cycle of blaming me, gratitude, blaming me for like a long time, and now she's starting to take responsibility for her life, and so it's interesting. I've asked for a little bit more quiet time in my mind, you know? And so Monday she like was here, but she wouldn't answer me. She gave me that quiet time and I realized, Oh, this is what I asked for. And so I was really working on myself because to let go of the meaning I make of it. Cause I really don't have much connection in the world. And I don't really pay attention much, but, um, I'm just working on that, and I still feel it, it still feels, and I know some of it is definitely um I don't know if it's part of my life or how to describe it, but 'cause i'm i'm really I've really made a lot of choices and shifting, and I'm not having to let go of stuff yet and um it's a little challenging but I know it's all good. I'm not, I'm not doing that in a spiritual bypass way. I'm trusting more and more fully that no matter what happens, that I go of my little will and allow divine will to take charge. And it's really challenging, especially when people, I tell, I tell something similar to that to people, and they're like, <laughs> don't agree with me, They think it's bad and wrong, or something else, right, and so it's, I don't know, I just know it's my, not, it's an opportunity for me to practice trust, developing my strength, the, the strength and and realizing that I'm creating all this in a way for my good. And I just allow me to do that. You know, it's kind of a weird way to speak of it, but that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to know what's out there and what, I mean, everything's in here. Right. I mean, it's so uh, I'm kind of confused about that.
0: Confused about.
4: <sighs> when you speak about stuff's happening, you know, out there, whatever, that you feel it, but yet it's all, everything's inside. Right. So it's, that's confusing. that I want to own it take responsibility for it and not feel guilty for anything that I'm doing or what seems to be happening, right? Or even the meaning I'm making it or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If I fall down, if I'm, it's, it's n- nothing. None if it's really anything except helpful. It's all helpful somehow. And, um, I've been speaking this a lot, but I only forget about a hundred times a day or more, maybe thousands. (laughs) But I think it used to be millions. So I'm I'm increasing. Mm. Getting improving.
2: Mm.
0: Well, I feel like you bring up uh, an important question, Carla, about things being inside us and outside us and um so, of course, miracles teaches us seek not to change the world but to change our mind about the world, and to recognize that what we see is a projection of our mind and um and I don't think it is in any way. Um, contradicting A Course of Miracles to recognize that there are waves of energy and uh, they are produced by thought uh, and that we experience the effects of them. So um, even You you know, we're all affected by the solar flares, whether we recognize it or not. We are affected by them. Technology is affected Mm -hmm. by them. We're affected by technology and Also, we're affected by the energy of the solar flares, the blasts of energy that come our way, just Mm -hmm. as we're affected by um, the moon being close to the earth or far away from the earth, uh, these kinds of things. So, And, yeah, it's all part of the projection of the one mind. And so, um, for instance, let's say we look at the world and we see, like, we see the, let's say, the behavior of um, the the North Korean uh, leader and the United States leader and how they're um, talking at each other. And we can say, well, that too is a projection of my mind. One of the ways that has helped me to work with things more clearly is to say, how do I feel about it? Does it bother me? Or is it a cry for love? And I am to uh, pray, do ho'oponopono, know the truth, call upon the spirit. Um, if it bothers me, then I'm definitely in full on uh, projection. So uh, that, that to me is one of the most helpful tools of discernment we have is in my Is this stirring up my belief system so that I can heal my belief system? Or is it something that I see, ah, this is a place where prayers can bring benefit. And it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, there are many, many, many things that we potentially can see in the world that don't bother us. You know, imagine Jesus walking through the world Some things bothered him and some things didn't. It's hard to really know because the soonest anybody wrote anything down after he was killed was 25 years, if I remember correctly. That's the soonest anybody wrote it down. That's a long time. I mean, think about it now. That would be, um, for us, that would be like 1993, like if you were going to write down now story somebody told you in 1993 of course they had an oral tradition back then and they they were telling these stories day after day after day but still so that that's in terms of outside inside those are some some thoughts for you Anybody else have any uh, anything else you'd like to share? And you too, Carla, uh, about any of that that we've talked about so far.
2: Rand, rubbing my eye. <laughs> oh, you're just rubbing your eye. Okay. <laughs> Karin
5: and then uh, Elizabeth. Um, I can share that on on yesterday. Um, You had a blog about relationship rescue, (laughs) which came right on time for me because the day before that my friend uh, was talking to me about about her problems with her daughter, which have been ongoing. The daughter is 30 years old and she lives with her. And anytime I try to put a little, you know, help her to see it differently or whatever, she's never receptive and she's like Hans, very strong energy. And um, yesterday after she told me, I just, she said, oh, she started the conversation the day before by saying, well, yeah, you probably heard this before, but, and I let her talk. But when she was finished, it's like it stayed with me, that last conversation. And I didn't do anything. I just kind of held it for the next day or so. And then yesterday when I, uh, oh, I think I did write to her a little later in the evening and then she wrote me back. But what I was sending was not what she was receiving. And I said, and I said, I, did it again. I should not have said anything. You know, it wasn't bad, but it was just not helpful in a way, I guess, in my interpretation. <laughs> anyway, I sat with it yesterday, and uh, the Causing Miracles, I'm doing the lessons, and the lesson yesterday, um, everything worked together between what you said in your prayer and the lesson and all of that. Oh, yeah, I came to class on Monday, and when you did that exercise about the vision, um, all those things came together because I was asking at the end what action steps to take. It was just to ask and to seek. Mm you know, with spirit. And um, and then I was looking at what I was writing and I was seeing that I wanted her to really see what I was trying to say. And then it came to me, Ah, oh, you asked that you want to see. So here's a situation where you think that she's not seeing, but you're not seeing. You know, I, I was able to take it from her not seeing what I really wanted to share out of love and understanding the way I see it. But it was not her way. It was for me. It was for me to to see her as God's child, and and uh, you know the fact that she's judging her daughter that's irrelevant. She is still perfect, and she is still whole, and she is still free. So all those things about how she was not able to receive what I was sending her came back to me, as I am the one who needs to. See. Who needs to see? But I asked to see that I want to see to be um, of service. Therefore, this is for my healing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's for
5: me to receive the, the the vision that I was trying to let help her to see. But what I was really doing was this experience helped me to see that yes, what I really want is for me to see. So that is what I got for that for, from that very difficult time that I went through thinking about someone else and what she was going through, et cetera, et cetera, to conclude it with, I really want to see. And I said spirit, I really, really want to see spiritually, not, you know, any other way. And um, and it was very helpful to me because the lessons have been about my holiness blesses the world and things like that, which which normally for me, okay, at first it's like the mind is gonna say what? My holiness blesses the world. It's like grandiose, but because I am really wanting to see now and I'm really wanting to be helpful, I'm receiving those lessons more humbly and more, and I'm practicing, and and it's actually helpful to practice because I started to send out those thoughts in my mind to her yesterday about my holiness blesses you, you know, every time I thought about her instead of calling her. And um, yeah, and this morning she sent me a, a little text thing that had. it was a beautiful about little birds together and friendship and something like that. So anyway, it's, <laughs> I don't know if you got exactly what I was trying to say, but the lesson is actually, was actually mine is really the conclusion. And it was a good lesson and I'm grateful for it.
0: That's so beautiful, Karine. So beautiful. You know, and I, I can honestly say what you're sharing there in many ways is the story of my life because I, um, on a, almost everyday basis, I'm helping people go through very difficult times. And um, while certainly I'm able to be helpful to others, doing the joining with them and uh, opening my mind to the truth, seeing the perfection, seeing the good that's coming out of this, even if if we have no idea what it could possibly be now. uh, That strengthens my mind. It opens my mind. It opens my heart. And so just like you're saying it's for me uh i i i completely understand that and that is such a great realization because um i don't know about you but i really went from thinking that like i i i share in the spiritual counseling training that when i went into the practitioner training which is uh, also spiritual counseling training when I went into that training in um at Agape back in the 90s I uh, I did it because there was not another thing for me to do at Agape in terms of classes so but I, I basically thought to myself the last thing in the world I ever ever would like to do is be counseling people the idea of listening to people tell me their problems just sounds horrible. I do not wish for that. But um, I made a deal with God during the practitioner training that if people came to me and asked me to counsel them, I wouldn't turn anyone away, and I would do, you know, things on a love offering and all of that. And of course, people started coming to me right away, and and people were asking even before I could officially take clients, they're saying, you know, what day, what day can you start take clients? And three months from now, can I book? I'm like, what? And, um, and of course, uh, it immediately I saw, Oh, this is a great gift to me to be able to sit with people. And it was, it truly deeply healed my mind uh, and continues to do so because I made a commitment to see everybody's perfection, their wholeness and their beauty, and I did I did. I still had to work with my judgments and my opinions and stuff and get that out of the way. thank god and but I could I was so intent on seeing the perfection that still am uh, of the wholeness and the perfection, the beauty of each one. I started to see it in myself,
2: yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Life is amazing. It's truly amazing. And, you know, Elizabeth, I, I heard you sharing in the community call, and there's some – it, and it's beautiful that you're recognizing that there are multiple gifts in your experience for you. You were going to share next, so. There you go. Something?
2: Oh, Okay.
6: Uh, I, I couldn't make my mouse uh, make its way over there. So on, on Monday, I um, I was just wicked tired. And I attributed that to uh, uh, that I was loading a U-Haul on Saturday and Sunday and, and moving stuff. And, and so I thought, well, I mean, of course you are tired today. Um, and, and I only just vaguely knew about the stock market thing, and, and I, I had no, um, time or energy or, or, or necessity for that information because I couldn't do anything about that. And I thought, oh, oh dear, oh well. And, and, and then that whole, uh, stock market thing. And, and so I just attributed it to myself being tired and, as far as is what kareem was uh, was sharing about the uh the lessons for the day i'm really applying them better uh this year i mean it's like i i'm embodying them at a at, at a deeper level than i have attained before so uh yesterday uh my holiness blesses the world i was just blessing everybody all day long and i'd be driving along and and I, I, I do it in threes, then I do this person, then this person, then this person, three, 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 three. And then every now and again, I get somebody and they would get nine and then I just move on to the next person. And, and so I'm really using them and I, how, how to use, there's nothing my holiness cannot do. I'm beginning to do prayer circles and I've been, um, studying a couple of books by this guy uh Mark Batterson B A T T E R S O N he's a pastor from Washington DC and uh apparently uh, quite the prolific writer and uh and so he wrote um, The Circle Maker which is about a lot of stories in the Bible and then draw the circle and and how to draw circles around the things that you're praying for and so I'm trying to figure out uh, if there's nothing my holiness cannot do then there's nothing that I'm drawing a prayer circle around that's not gonna work. Right? Right. And and so and I just learned a new word, intercessor. And uh uh the lady uh who who does my pedicures here in Shreveport, Louisiana, um I just learned the other day is one of my intercessors that I didn't know before. She says, Oh, I prayed for you for years. And I said, wow, thank you. It's working. And, and, and so I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to recruit intercessors and be an intercessor for others, you know, and build my prayer. It's like a, um, a prayer power group to help me pray for my prayer circles and help them. Uh, I join and I help them pray for their prayer circles, and and so I'm just learning all kinds of new things about prayer. I've never been such a prayer, Jennifer, and I really attribute that to you. Uh, you got that ball going, and and so um and now I'm I'm just I'm just praying all the time, girl. So and I'm loving that.
0: That that's wonderful. You know um. I, I have never looked up the word intercessor, intercessor in the dictionary. I um, just wanted to see. So it's um, the act of interceding prayer, petitioner, and treaty in favor of another, just in case people wanted that. Um, and... I think that's beautiful what you're sharing, what you're doing there, Elizabeth. Um, and when we pray, and I know you know this, but I just feel I must say it for all of us, we don't know what the highest and best is, right Many times we think we know you know i've just I've worked with so many people who thought that a healing meant that they would uh, survive. But many times the healing means that people have um, mental healing emotional healing, but not physical healing. We don't know what is the highest and best for ourselves or anyone else a lot of the time and
6: I, I, I always add that little phrase uh uh, uh uh if it's according to the divine plan or or uh, you know like a little disclaimer in there. Uh, you know <clears throat> I, I know I, do, I don't know at the highest level mm-hmm. and, and so I always like you know comma add that add that little
2: bit well
0: of that. and and that's why in the prayer classes, I share about uh our our prayers are for the expression and the alignment with the spiritual qualities. So we're praying for more peace, more love, more joy, uh, all the spiritual qualities to be fully expressed mm-hmm. and all blocks to love eliminated. Uh, I think my prayers are often very repetitive because I'm so uh, committed to that.
6: Well, but it's also because you're teaching. And, and the more that it's repeating, repeat, 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 that then it finally penetrates into all the minds that you're reaching.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I I don't pray that someone's going to do well on a test. Right. You know, I'll pray that wisdom is revealed, it's expressed that we have full connection with the divine mind. Everything we need to know is known by us now, which, uh, you know, I call for ease and grace. The highest and best but I don't know if doing well on a test is the highest and best I have no idea you know sometimes the very best thing is that we fail completely in our ego's mind that that is actually the success we don't know we do not know
6: it's the harvesting of the learning which you bring us back to uh, every year harvesting the learning harvesting the learning yeah Yeah, yeah, very effective, yeah, very helpful. I've gotten it better this year.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and we've got uh, Joe and Rosalind joining us. Yeah, welcome. So we've been in a discussion that I feel like we've wound it up, but I was... um, Uh, You can go back and listen, and uh, I was saying that the energy was seemed to be very intense and challenging Uh, Monday, and not quite so much on Tuesday, but still very challenging on Tuesday, that there was like an energetic in the world that was um, challenging, and that I, I even felt irritable. I just felt off my game, but it wasn't... For sure, related to anything I was aware of, except the energy. Oh, Nurse Lisa. So, uh, we were doing a check-in. Uh, it, I don't know if uh, anybody else would like to do a check-in now. I know, Rosalind, we're all, you know, you're so much on our mind, but I... I also don't want to put you on the spot, but you're...
7: Yeah. It, 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 if if um, we're doing a check-in, I would be happy to check in. Yeah. Um, I don't exactly know where to start. I'll try and summarize, and um, if I go on a tangent or something, maybe, uh, Jennifer, you'll keep me on track. Um, uh, let me just give you a little bit of an overview um Melissa was very talented and very brilliant, and went to schools like Yale and then went to law school and Then she decided that that wasn't that wasn't the right track for her. she wanted to be more personally helpful um and she became a life coach and um a physical fitness trainer and um it was very moving to me um, going through her things. I guess not everybody knows that um, last Tuesday, I think it was last Tuesday, January 23rd, Melissa left the earth world. Uh, so she, she went um, just that little bit of background. She went into that training and I used to say, this isn't the end for her. I don't know what's next, but this is not where she's going to end up. And um, there has always been um, a burden on Melissa that was not explained by our current family. Um, I'm a therapist. Phil was trained at Yale as a therapist. We, we did all the self-examinations. And yes, I was a little bit restrictive when she was growing up about food but that didn't explain and I did all the forgiveness work with her and by myself and you know we we you know were maybe a bit controlling but you know it didn't explain the burden that that she carried and last summer uh well for the last 3 years she had some neurological pain that no one could explain and the pain moved around her body um, every time someone treated her, it moved to somewhere else, and there was some swelling. And uh, she didn't have a good history with doctors, so she wasn't particularly medically inclined anyway. And last summer, uh, I, I, well, before that, I had done ancestral clearing with a man named Bert Hellinger, uh, someone famous in, in Europe. And it was very powerful for me and for my friends and was supposed to have affected your, uh, your progeny, but it didn't seem to affect Melissa. And then last spring, I think it was last spring or sometime last year, I came across this man named John Newton who seemed um, of another category of gift. Um, doing ancestral clearing. And then Melissa picked it up her, on her own. You could never influence Melissa. Melissa was a nine on the Enneagram, very soft-spoken, very loving energy, but quiet. And um, I don't think we talked about it in the Enneagram classes, but nines are very stubborn. They seem very, very pleasing, very friendly, um, beautiful energy. But the way they deliver their wants is in a very stubborn way, so there was nothing compliant about Melissa, and so I could never recommend anything and think that she would necessarily do it. but she picked up on it, and she went and uh, to the classes that are um, uh, big classes on the phone and he He does lots of what everybody feels the healing, not everybody that 's an exaggeration. Even when he's not working with you, you can, because we're one, experience the difference. Even when I didn't have physical pain and I was on the call, I just felt physically better and emotionally better. Anyway, she got on the calls, did those herself, and then did some training with him. Last summer she asked me to go with her to New York um, to meet with John in person. That's not where he resided, but he... Um, where he resides but he was doing um a training there so we went to the training and we both met with him and it was very very beautiful and at that time her physical pain was was gone well no it, it was getting better she knew what to do when the pain came and um, by the way John doesn't let you use the word pain because that has a story with it He makes you use the uh, sensations that are in real time. Anyway, um, she was able to clear the pain when it happened with John's um, prayers and his healing work. And then she was going to another training on her own when the angels had already taken over her life and were directing her in the way that Lorna Byrne was directed. It was, she became all in 100%. More and more of that 100% became evident as we got closer and closer. And from the time that I visited with Lorna, I got very clear that my job was to trust and not worry. She was adamant in her soft-spoken way. You must stop worrying. And I didn't know how profound that was going to be. And I felt with Lorna that something else was happening besides the actual words that we were discussing. And she had very specific words for Melissa. And that was that she was to open her heart. The angel said she was to open her heart to a partner and to try again. And um, the angels then stepped in when they took over her life and told her that she was going to get married and there was a specific man that gave her the name. And she so trusted that she bought napkins with their names together, other items. She bought things for their wedding. She was 100% accepting of her body was not trying to get thin, but she, the angels would shop with her. They would say, pick out this, pick out that. And um, they were things that she couldn't wear. They were having her not wear these things that she was buying because they were being smaller sizes. But they were always giving her a lesson, enjoy these things that you think you like. But, for example, she couldn't wear them. Or she got new carpet and they would have one of her dogs, they said they they riled up the dog to poop on the carpet so that she would understand that these are just things. So they told her she didn't need money, she didn't need her hairpiece, she didn't need her glasses. All the while she let go of that, she let go of her bra and she was heavy breasted so it couldn't have been necessarily comfortable a lot of the things they had her do were not comfortable, but she did every single one. She threw out all of her old stuff, like furniture and and then they were buying things, but then they had her use they said, This is not for other people, but we you hear us better eating sugar. And so they changed all of her mental constructs about what you should eat. It was I'm saying all these examples to give you a sense of how pervasive her life was with it, with the angels and they were teaching her all the while and they were having her write a book. It was their book, but then they had her stop writing the book and stop working at the gym. And she was to only do angel readings, meaning people, if they wanted to, called her, asked a question of the angels. The angels answered. And uh, I am lucky enough to have many friends that were contacting Melissa through the angels. And um, so I've had the great pleasure of listening to how effective those messages were in her life and how many lives were opened and she said often that the angel said I would be working for her. And, you know, it didn't quite make any sense. What am I going to do with her? Come out of retirement, I'm a therapist. Am I going to do life coaching? Are we going to do seminars? Are we going to write a book? But she always, she never said I'm going to work with her. She said I was going to work for her. And, um, I feel that, Um, I'm getting lots of messages, and at least my first job is to be very open and brave about the angel's role in her life and the angel's role in my life. And, um, I've been, she taught me every step of the way this last couple months about trust. That, um, I've never seen anything like it. Someone who's 100% trusting. And even in the end, she said, the angels are still teaching me. And, uh, you know, this is really hard, this nausea, this muscle weakness. Um, but I'm not alone, and the angels have always taken care of me. And uh, somebody um, went to see uh, a master that was very upset about Melissa's death. And the master said it was psychic master. And he said Melissa was not taken, she went, and that her her body at the end, the the angels took her spirit first, so that she could look down at her body and joyfully say, Oh look, that's me. They said nobody could have talked her out of it. There was nothing that anyone could have done medically because she wouldn't have allowed it. And interestingly, my daughter, Allison, who's not of the angels consciously yet, um, tried really hard to get her to do something medical. And that's exactly the right word, she wouldn't allow it. So I have a lot of um, peace, I have a lot of connection with her. She's teaching me things. Um, someone in actually our sacred circle from last year, I know they're mastery circles now, but this was a reunion group that we had set up for Monday, very many in December when we were ending. We set this group up and one of the people wrote to me and said, you know, I just have a strong intuition that maybe when you read the book, you will feel like you need to finish it for her, um so we'll see all in good time, but I have my moments of grief, and then she comes to me with bright smile and says, "You know, be happy, I'm happy and um so there have been wonderful, wonderful moments, and um apparently Lisa totally picked it up um because uh, I had recommended the book to her, and she promoted the book, and she's a great promoter. And so hundreds of people were buying uh, Lorna's book after that, and that gives me great joy because that's what Melissa would have wanted. And I ask people who are very uninformed about angels to read the book first before they try to talk to me so that they have some some background, you know, and then I know that if I had heard the story from someone else, I would have privately thought, well, the poor lady, she doesn't know her daughter was psychotic, uh, or um, the poor lady uh, her daughter probably had a brain tumor, <laughs> but um, I know for sure that she was with the angels and that she's with her tribe now, and so there's a, a great amount of peace. And um, my daughter, Allie, has uh, the dogs, which were her beloved people in the world. And um, she's being transformed by the dogs. The dogs, I feel like the angels have calmed down the dogs so that Allie can handle them. Mm -hmm. And um, all is well. Mm.
2: Thank you,
0: Rosalind.
2: You're welcome.
0: Amazing. Shocking. Beautiful. Shifts and changes and transitions and transformations and revelations.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have been with her. Has has everybody seen the last post that she wrote to me?
0: I I haven't no.
7: So ha, ha, can you raise your hand if you have seen it or if you've not seen it? You've not seen it. I wish I had my phone with me.
0: You see what Lisa is showing you there?
7: Lisa showing you something?
0: Oh, if you look on, the, see the angels.
7: oh oh, beautiful thank you well I'll post it again in Facebook Um, it was in an earlier post where I think it was the one where Jennifer said pray for Rosalind Rourke and then I put her her obituary there her picture and then I believe I put her last post but I'll just put the last post basically it was about a man who I've been working with in a volunteer group and um, I, the last day when she was quite sick, I um, wanted to see how her, how bad she really was. So I, after she, she was talking about how she felt, I said, are you up for an angel question? And she said, oh, bring it on with just tremendous energy and happiness. And I asked her, was there anything I could do for this man um, besides uh, see him as whole and not buy into his situation of anxiety? And um, she wrote back, yes, the angels say yes, see him as whole. Um, but then she wrote something back. Well, two things. One was to remember that I'm not in, car- in charge that God is in charge on every step. And so there's nothing actually for me to manage. And then she said, um, the angel said, never dull your brilliance to try to help someone else. But it was said more beautifully than that. And so um, I'll post the words, because the words are very powerful, especially if you see that in the past she was, more soft spoken, the the angels always talked in a loving way but they had great authority Um, and that's how she spoke even on the day before she passed. And she had sent me a song um, that she liked from Jennifer Hudson and so I sent her back uh, the Hallelujah song that Jennifer Hudson had sung And I like to think that's the last thing she heard before she passed on. Mm. So, um, I have such great admiration, great joy, and great reverence for how everything works. We don't know. We don't know why she told the person she worked for that he needed to get somebody else by the end of December. And when he freaked out, she said, well, it's not a firm date, but you need to get someone else to do this work that she was doing for free. And she didn't know what she was saying. She didn't know why, but she was moved to say that. And then, you know, January 23rd was her last day. So we, you know, like Jennifer says, we never know what anything's for, but it's all part of the plan and, um, I get a lot of comfort in all how the pieces have worked together and make sense. And I'm looking forward to seeing how I will work for her.
2: Mm. Yes, I look forward to seeing that too.
0: Mm -hmm. What an amazing journey that uh, continues on.
7: Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. This morning, she was very quiet for the first time, and I got a little alarmed, like, oh, gee, maybe I won't hear from her again. And I just got really very quiet. And she said, I want you to see that I'm inside you, not just outside you. Mm -hmm. That there's no barriers, there's no end to you and to me. So I was pretty darn happy after that.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
7: So if anybody has any questions, feel free, or we can move on to other people's share.
0: Yeah, or if people would just like to make comments. Yeah,
5: sure. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to say thank you. And I'm so happy to see you.
7: Thank you. Thank you. I've thank appreciated you. your little notes, Corinne. Thank you. Thank
5: you, thank you. Thank
7: you.
4: Yeah, I just want to say is I really enjoyed it's like what what really hit me was your last three words that I've I've come up for me before. This this is a story or whatever, all the things. And then you said, all is well. And that's like, I could
7: really feel it. Yeah, thanks. It's true. She's told me not to buy into the grief process of what people expect. You know, the mourning. Yes, there's time for tears. And I never know when the tears will come. But. Um, I'm very clear that I'm going to live as much as possible for her and with her guidance, and so I'm not going to bury my head in mourning and not participate in life. That's not appropriate to what where, where I'm going
2: or where she was headed. Right.
1: I just want to say thank you you are such an inspiration to all of us thank you so much you're teaching me how to be a mother
7: I just learned too the last few months I learned the last part of it that was missing I was very clear when the angels took over that this was my second chance not to second guess her not to judge her body not to judge and think I know better what her next job is or I was like 100% clear that I wasn't there yet but that was my it was my joy and my privilege and my so lucky to have a second chance and all of us who are alive have second chances right now yes. it's not too late ever yeah
8: Thank you, Sam. I just wanted to um thank you for sharing. I've uh, been thinking about you a lot over the last uh, ever since I heard what was going on and um, really worried about you and your family and everything. and I'm just happy to see you come on the call and share so uh, detailed about what's been happening and being so open about sharing those things with us, like, like we're part of your family to tell us Mm -hmm. things that we might've been thinking about, but not comfortable asking you about. Um, So thank you so much for sharing. Um, Last week, my wife's aunt passed away and it was strange because I was just thinking about this whole passing away thing because of what was going on with you, and I found myself at a funeral last week. Um, on uh, this today, I was at a funeral on Wednesday last week, and um, it was one of the first times for me that, um, even though I've read about it so many times in spiritual books and things like that, about death being really another beginning, really, and another and a continuation of our life, not an end really is is that when my grandmother passed away a couple of years ago um, the whole process for me was very hard and it really affected me negatively and then before that some other people in my life had passed away and I had a lot of trouble with it but this past uh, week when I went to this funeral for my wife's aunt you know I saw everybody grieving but I didn't I wasn't touched by it at all um, I felt very much like her physical body wasn't there, but that she had not gone anywhere and that she, or if she has gone somewhere, she, she's still alive. And she's very much, um, that the death is just an appearance. And so I didn't feel grief. I didn't feel sadness when other people were feeling sad and I respected everybody's grief, obviously, but, um, but I definitely, you were on my mind, uh, during that situation. And I, um, I'm just really thankful that you came out and to our class today and we're so forthcoming and sharing about this um, because I think it, it touches all of us. Um, you know, every day we all have to deal with this, but I think a lot of times we brush it aside and we don't think about these things. And, you know, it's, it's just really an important thing for us to all consider. And, and you're talking about it and sharing with us, is, is very helpful to all of us in ways that we may not even understand right now. So thank you for sharing.
7: Thank you so much.
8: Mm-hmm. She would have
7: really wanted this. And um, there were many times that uh, I told her how she affected um, the people in my uh, in our um, Mastery Circle group because um, they were in on, Um, the little bits as they were happening when the angels wouldn't let her wear a coat or things like that. And when we met on Monday for our little reunion, there's someone who has a tumor in her abdomen, and she decided not to um, have uh, surgery, Uh, but she's been desperately, and I, she would use that word, trying to be well, and she wrote that somehow the story made her relax. That either way, it's okay. And that was that made me very happy, and Melissa would have been thrilled. And all along last year, they were very affected by the change in our relationship, and it gave many people hope that they could change their relationship with their children. As a matter of fact, Jennifer remembers, I came into mastery living. My life was great, except for my relationship with Melissa. And uh, looking back now, I could hardly believe that was me. So um, transformation is possible. I can't even imagine criticizing her in my mind. Just can't even imagine it, or thinking I know better. Wow. So thank you.
0: Uh, Joe wrote in the chat, he said he's at work, he can't uh, really talk, but thank you for your share.
7: Thank you. Very sweet.
0: And Lisa's raising her hand here. Hey Lisa, unmute you.
2: Hi
7: there. I just uh, also wish to Thank you, Rosalind, for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found it very inspiring and obviously, uh, you are in contact with her, and I just love how the level of trust mm-hmm. you're showing of God for the whole process, and just a very beautiful share. Which is why I showed you my picture of the angels. I felt I had to do that. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love seeing them. She did too. She bought so many angel necklaces that we're all wearing. And I changed my ring. I don't know if you can see my ring. Let's see. How do I do this? I can't really see angel wings. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, it's such a good reminder that they're always with us. And remember to ask. You know, mm-hmm. ask yes, yeah, that, adult. if you, uh, yes, you want that so much. Mm-hmm. So thank you. <laughs> thank you.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Jenny's uh, Jenny. raising her hand here too. Jenny? Hi, Kim. Yes.
9: Oh, uh, I just wanted to say my, It just lifts my heart to see you. And um, I was getting a parking ticket at the time. I think I was so excited that I left my ticket in the machine and I had to go back and get it. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, yeah, my heart just lifts. And I feel, yeah, so grateful for the journey that you've had and that you're sharing with us. And for Melissa's message through you just feels so powerful and I admire your willingness and your openness to um, allow that to come through and what you just said there about you know that she's within you and our loved ones are within us I hadn't really thought of it like that in terms of people who's passed in a really positive way Mm -hmm. Um, and that just moves my heart you know one of the people who passed away when I was young was a small child and I think I've sort of cut that off Mm. Um, and it feels like there's such a healing happening for me listening to you Mm. Um, and one of the things I did in the last week was arrange to see his Mm. (laughs) mum because I was always afraid that I'd cry in front of her just because I loved him so much and... But I'm not his mum, and so I always just thought I wasn't. It wasn't okay for me to show her mm. um, how much I loved him, because it would never match how much she loved him. But I feel like there's something shifted, and you know, your relationship with Melissa and, and her transition um, has helped me a lot in that in that way. Mm. of seeing it different me
7: that's beautiful and yeah. I just to share I, I do love to see other people um, that really felt sincerely cry too just, it shows me how much she affected I don't care if I, it makes me cry also I'm fine with the tears when they come so I, I would say never worry at least that's my opinion Never worry about your tears. They're just beautiful expressions. Yeah, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Thank you, Jenny. Elizabeth?
6: I'm just so glad to see you, Rosalind. Thank and, you. And to know uh, that you're okay and, and, um, uh, talking about your daughter, you're so clear, and and that's very helpful. I I I've really um, changed my views about death in the last however many years, and but it's still so uplifting uh, for you to have connection with your daughter now, mm-hmm. and um and and I love what you said also uh, that Melissa is inside of you. Not outside of you, so I, I, I wrote that down, and um the, uh, the book that we studied last year, uh, uh, what was it testimony of light? yeah, uh, that was like a leap forward in in learning about um like moving on to the next chapter. you know there's not even like a break, you know, you just keep going uh, you know on the onto the next thing, so um It would be very exciting uh to know what Melissa's next thing is over there up there around there, wherever it is um but i am I'm, I'm just uh particularly grateful uh to see that you are okay because you always have helped so many other people and and then I think we all
7: felt so helpless we didn't know how to help you, Rosalind. Thank you so Mr. just your being here was a help to know I could come back. And that you would all understand, and I didn't have to teach anyone about angels, and, and there was there was no job I had to do. All I had to do was show up. That that was very comforting. I would have been here at the beginning of the call, but some people arrived with food, and I had to greet them and so on. We're in we're in Melissa's house, which is amazing to be in here. It's been a lot of work, but it's been glorious work to look at her things and the first page when she was a life coach before she'd even gotten this far, she'd had a notebook of things she was teaching, and on the first page was the prayer, "I'm here only to be truly helpful," and to see where that took her. Ah, it's just gorgeous, yeah, thank you, Elizabeth.
6: Courage to show up, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm grateful that you have that courage today because it lifts everyone. It's very mm-hmm.
7: nice. Thank you. It's really comforting to be here. I feel very close to all of you. I actually feel even more the love that's available in this world, not just the angelic love and the love of Melissa, but the love that's in this world. That we that we so often, at least I did, turn off, you know, just don't let it in, have judgments and decide stories rather than see the love.
0: Indeed, Rand.
3: Roslyn, I really want to thank you because I think I just saw the birth of an angel in, in what you shared.
7: You saw um, the say that again.
3: I think I saw the birth of an angel. Oh, uh, <laughs> angels are made. Mm-hmm. It was so lovely, and mm-hmm. and uh, what you shared really helped my process along. It was incredible. Um, Also, I'm interested in that that reset, that ancestral reset. What was that name again? John Newton, is that correct?
7: I'll I'll put it on the web. I'll I'll put it on my, is that okay, Jennifer, if I put that down? Yes.
3: Thanks, appreciate that. I'm interested in that ancestral reset. Yeah. It's come up for me. but Oh, you're sharing.
7: Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) So thank you. And I see your daughter is one of those
7: angels now. Yeah, she had a mission. She She didn't know what it was, but she when it came to her, she embraced it completely.
3: Yeah, she did.
7: She said at the end, if I had known it was this hard to be all in, I don't know <laughs> if I would have said yes, but she was still all in.
0: Well, she had your support.
2: Thank you. She did. I never took it. huge
0: difference, yes.
7: yeah I'm, yeah, there was never at the end any doubt about what my role was to be, even though I had concern over her health, I didn't think she was dying, but I just knew what my role was to love her and to listen and to every step along the way that she was being taught, it felt like there was a message for me as well. we were. On this journey together through this life, even during the prickly times, that was part of it too. I mean.
0: Brad?
3: Uh, just one last comment, Rosalind. I had a friend that passed away about five, six years ago, and at the time, it was really before I started Masterful Living, and he was telling me about talking to the angels and they were just telling him all kinds of things. And, um, it's just another confirmation of this, of this story for me, this life, um, to hear what you had to say as well, to mm-hmm. understand that, uh, mm-hmm. we walk with the angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Lorna, like Lorna tells us.
7: Yeah. If anybody hasn't read that book yet, um, and you have any um, push to do it, I would say definitely pick it up and or listen to the auditory version. Um, it it so really is inspiring.
3: My goal is to hear those, company of heaven, the angels, even when I'm not quite ready to pass.
2: <laughs> yeah, if
3: you
7: ask, they'll be there, right? John? Yeah, it's
3: all, it's all my goal is in to keep hearing those voices, which I hear sometimes now. Even when I'm not, you know, planning to pass anytime quite soon. <laughs> I don't
7: think they're about that. Only yeah, no, I'm right, Jennifer. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, and you know, I encourage everyone to read more of Lorna's books because they're they're all beautiful.
6: And With Lorna's it? last name and the title of the book is.
7: Uh, it's Lorna Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E, and I like the book Best "The Angels in My Hair. It's her first, and it's the first time she's told the whole story of how it all came to her and how the effect of the angels from childhood on, and also why the angels, I mean, it doesn't say that, but she had a severe learning disability, and we talked when I visited her that, it seemed to her and to me that that's why the angels picked her because she wasn't distracted in this world and she was very available because she was very alone. They, they saw it. They didn't understand it was learning disabilities. They thought she was retarded and they um, rejected her in many ways. And so the angels, you know, like Melissa said, at certain points, what choice do I have? The pain is gone. I'm all. I, I have to be all in. This is this is the only thing. You know, it didn't feel like a choice, and you can tell that when you read Lorna's book. It was not like choice to believe or not believe. I mean, what do you think, Jennifer?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You you have experiences where. As in Melissa's case, you know, like you said, the pain went away. Um, uh, In Lorna's case, the from the from the time she was as long as she could remember in her life, the angels were there, talking with her, teaching her. um, And and though you know. do you remember last year I read the beginning of chapter 1 of mm-hmm. um Anthony Williams book uh Medical Medium right so he had the experiences he had he wanted it to go away he wanted it to stop but he still was having the experiences he was having mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And- yeah and yet there are definitely many people i've heard and read about that said I don't want this, and it faded
7: because
0: mm-hmm. you know, they really didn't want it
7: I noticed what um when there were things that we were giving away and we were giving a uh, it came up about whether we should give the car her old car to the to her buddy that she also worked for. And I went into my personality a bit and said, you know, she, he didn't do this for her and he didn't do that for her, that's too big. And she said, give it to him. And that's when I started saying, no, don't, and then she got quiet. There were no recriminations, there's no, there were no, now listen, um, da 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 da. And when I got quiet and I went, okay, I'm gonna give all to all, he gets the car and um all my all my judgments and my um, unforgiveness toward things he hadn't done for her were gone, and I wholeheartedly happily gave him the car, but more importantly, I could hear her again, so you know, I think the message for me is. Melissa and the angels step back if we say, no, I'm going to do it my way um, and I'm going to s- spend more time in judgment, well, okay, you get what you get. Okay. But they they don't say that. That was what was interesting to me. There were no, now listen, Mom, or nothing like that. It was just, she stopped talking Quiet.
0: Yep, there's a great learning in that.
7: Mm
0: -hmm. The blocks to love.
7: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yep, judgments, opinions.
7: Mm -hmm. Give all to all. And what the all looks like is always different. It doesn't mean don't say no. You know, sometimes no is giving all to all.
2: Yeah.
0: Well. Well wonderful to have this beautiful community come together in our hearts
7: I thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart thank you Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. right now on my screen I see you in the middle of the screen I don't know if other people are seeing the same screen I see but it's like we're all surrounding you Rosalind
7: beautiful Yeah. I feel surrounded. I'm taking it all in. Yeah. uh, Thank you.
0: Well, this feels like our time to pray. And uh, we'll uh, see each other next week. So, I am just going to move right into that prayer then. So grateful and so thankful for the love of God shining in our hearts. Grateful and thankful for the power and the presence of love in our minds. Grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Grateful and thankful to open to the angels, to call upon the angels to assist us in ease and grace in all our movements, ease and grace and all of our transformation. What I know for each and every one of us is that we are truly blessed and that the blessings are unfolding in our lives and we are sharing them with everyone. I am grateful to call forth all manner of support from the invisible and the visible to assist us in transformation to assist us in walking through this life with ever more love ever more grace ever more patience ever more kindness so grateful and so thankful for everything just as it is knowing that it's perfectly designed for our life of love to reveal all the goodness to us. We're harvesting the wisdom here and now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. I bless Rosalind and her family, Phil and Allison, and we bless Melissa and her transition and all the journeys that we're on. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. Bye for now, everybody. Thanks, Jonathan. Blessings for Sue, for your daughter and her family, too. Yes. That's all.
3: Bye, everybody.
0: Bye-bye. Hi
6: Bye, everybody.
2: Thank you. See